Hello, hello. This is Alicia Young, and welcome to Teach Me Freedom. This podcast is about learning how to live a freer life from authors, entrepreneurs, and experts. Those who have done it and who teach others how to do it as well, and what it feels like while applying those methods to our lives along the way. Every episode will deliver resources, anecdotes, and or reviews to support you in living a more freedom-filled life. Let's jump in. Freedom Finders, it's an exciting time because we have reached the end of our first season of the Teach Me Freedom podcast, and I really want to thank you for tuning in to the episodes that you've tuned into and spending your time with us. I really do hope that you took away at least one gem of information from whichever episodes you've listened to. And please feel free to reach out to the guest, the guest experts who were on the episodes. If you have any questions, they're so excited to hear from you. And please do feel free to reach out to me, Alicia, if you have any questions about any of the episodes and if you have suggestions or if the information has impacted you in any way. So in today's episode, just doing a little bit of a free flow reflection on the episodes and just kind of sat for a period of time and thought about the discussions uh, with the different guest experts and kind of some of the key takeaways that I gathered. I wanted to share that with you and I would love to hear from you to hear about what you took away from the episodes there is so much more that I could share, but I did want to cap it in, <laughs> especially because I want to share with you some ideas for new episodes that will be upcoming. Also wanted to take this opportunity to just think about what was talked about in each of the episodes. And, you know, maybe there were some things that you may want to revisit, maybe some conversations that were had. Maybe you want to check out the books from the authors that I spoke with, or even some of the other channels uh, that, that some of the guest experts have as a way to connect with them or connect with their content. So let's jump into the first takeaway and uh, first two takeaways. And these come from Dave Ruel. He's the founder of Epic. And he's also the author of the best-selling book, Done by Noon, How to Achieve More by Noon Than Other Entrepreneurs in a Full Day. And that book is applicable whether or not you're pursuing entrepreneurship and are just looking for ways to be more organized and, and productive in your life. He's also the creator of the Epic Productivity Company, and I'm one of his certified coach experts and I help people with getting themselves organized and I use the system that he teaches in the book to assist people with just getting things on track and more organized and ways to measure productivity. So, so much discussed in that conversation with Dave, such as sustainability and organization and the importance of family and importance of finding out what's important to you and what you value and just tying that into your life and also looking at what is it that you want to put out into the world along with being a responsible leader in the world. The first lesson that I took away from the conversation was date with Dave is looking at how much our time is worth and that ties into the activity in his book and in his course about the zones of genius. And in this, this activity of looking at the zones of genius, we identify, well, what things are we good at? What things do we enjoy? 
and what things are we really, really good at and what things do we just suck at. And this activity, when I first read his book, I recall doing that activity and I really, I thought about another activity which might share more about this in a future season, but there was a time when I was really thinking about the career choice I'd made and the activity for that book, which was helping with identifying what a good career or careers could be, was looking at the different jobs that I had worked, or if you were to do the like work on that book, the different jobs you would have worked and different volunteer commitments you would have had and looking at what were you, what are you just naturally good at? What do you enjoy? And trying to figure out the threads among all those different activities. And it got me realizing that, and you may hear about it in the episode itself, but being, working in very clerical and administrative roles, um, it's just something that I have been fortunate to be good at, but then I realized that there are some really creative ventures that I have. For example, this podcast that you're listening to has been on my heart since for a few years, but especially um, in 2020 after publishing my book, Congrats Superwoman, When You've Climbed the Mountain and Still Don't Feel Good Enough. It was just burning <laughs> inside of me. But prior to that, I had started a few different YouTube channels. And so there was always this desire to learn from others and share that wisdom and have these conversations with others. And so I thought about it and realized there's not that much time in a day. And just to kind of share a little bit about myself, like currently at this time, I'm, I'm working a contract role and that involves a commute um, out from where I live into deeper into the city. And so with that commute comes extra time that I didn't really have to account for back when I was working in a remote role. And then there's also the energy factor or sorry, the energy cost to think about of how much energy is expended at work, but also how much energy is expended during the commute. And with that energy that's left over, what does that energy need to be given to? So for example, there's just very important basics, for example, just taking care of ourselves through eating properly. So that involves cooking, that involves budgeting for getting the items that are necessary, that involves putting in the time to create a plan for what we're going to be eating and actually going and picking it up and actually prepping it and cooking it and remembering to bring it. So developing this routine. And so this activity has been, you know, as as sharing it here, it's like, I feel like I need to go through this activity again, because it really makes you realize that there are so many, only so many hours in the day, we each get the same amount of hours. So it's accounting for that fact, but also accounting for how are you spending your time in the day? And is it being utilized the most effectively and the most efficiently? So that's takeaway number one. And major takeaway number two is the topic of ambition appropriation and how that relates to that activity that Dave spoke about is a bigger picture activity. And so ambition appropriation is looking at what what are we ambitious about and what is influencing that? And so he spoke about entrepreneurialism and how it's very Glor I think you use the word uh, glamorized or uh, money is highly, highly emphasized. Like, look at how successful I am. Look at my expensive car. Look at my big house. Look at how I've hired all these people and I don't have to do much of anything except present to you how successful I am. And so when we constantly have these ideas put in our face without knowing what's happening behind the scenes, and these are the things that are constantly attributed to 
for example, the picture of entrepreneurialism, that whole idea of be the boss for yourself and, and then always saying the negative things about why you want to escape the nine to five. And I'm not saying that there's no valid, like it's not valid, but not balancing it out and really just focusing on that to make that the driving force for why people want to go in that direction. Um, that's what we see with ambition appropriation. And we really need to, or at least what I took away from this is the importance of really thinking about what, where do my ambitions stem from? And this is something that I remember when I was doing my life coaching certification and learning to work with clients. We need to first start by working with ourselves and working as clients of our classmates. And one of the first activities we focus on is looking at values. Do your values align with the things that you're striving for? Because if they're not in alignment, that's possibly going to lead to a lot of stress and then a lot of compensation for that stress. So that topic of ambition appropriation was a big major takeaway, both when reading the book, but also talking with Dave. It was really helpful to hear his insight on that because he's such a successful entrepreneur and can really speak to that. In relationship to that is an activity, that bigger picture activity, where it really focuses on, well, think, project yourself into the future, however long it may be from now, three years, five years, seven years, 20 years, 30 years, and thinking about what would you like your life to look like and what is influencing that life that you feel is going to be a fulfilling life for you, um, something that you want to work towards. And so talking about that also had me realizing that <laughs> the bigger picture is something that I know that I need to revisit. It may be something that you may want to consider doing or at least taking time, whether it is every quarter or every every week, every day to think about what's really important to you and how are you setting out to achieve those different things. Now we go to takeaway number three and four, and these are are inspired by the conversation with Sherilee Swady. She's the author of the book and founder of the business Happily Ever After Again, and she's a loving stepmother. She is a wife and she's a coach and podcast host. So it was really an honor to have her on the show as well. For lesson number three, a big takeaway was the importance of self-care and one's identity. So during the episode, we talked about step families, being a step parent, and also uh, blending families together and something that she mentioned so she talked about it in her book was the importance of self-care but she also explained that it's something that she would emphasize more you know if she were to rewrite her book or maybe release another edition and question I pose to you is how do you prioritize self-care in your life <laughs> as I'm working with my coach it's a question that she poses to me every single session you can work hard but if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to keep on going? And what are the different deposits that you're making into your life so that you can feel stronger, so you can feel happy? And that's the key thing that I really took away from that conversation is the relationship between taking care of yourself and doing the things that you enjoy and feeling happier and then being able to give more of yourself and not holding so much resentment because you're able to take care of yourself and do the things that you want to do. And also in connection with identity, honestly, this podcast is a really big love of mine because I feel like it allows me to take some time to read the things that I love to read and have conversations about topics that I love. Otherwise, I'm pretty <laughs> like, with the exception of 
some of my close friends, I'm pretty introverted and I pretty much keep to myself. So this allows me to really venture into other worlds and it's a huge source of enjoyment. So something that I really encourage you to think about is what are some things that you can do for your self-care and, and what is it that you use to define yourself? What, by what measures do you define yourself? And so identity is something we'll talk a little bit more about in a, in another lesson and in future episodes. But that was a big takeaway from conversation with Cheryl Lee. Another takeaway is the analogy that she had about likening a step family to a merger of a business. And I had shared during the show that I had gone through that experience of being part of a company when they were going through a merger. And it was interesting to, to be in the company and to witness and be a part of the changes that were happening, not having a role where I was able to influence any of the decisions being made, but seeing how the decisions being made impacted my life and looking at the bigger picture of the company and what would it take for them to survive and to continue to grow into the company and uh, the kind of the and make the impression that they wanted to make in their line of business. So I love how she compared that or likened it to a step family. And it's so true when whenever you're merging people together, families together, there's going to be a lot of shifts happening. And I love how she talked about negotiations. And especially as we continue to grow, we may become less, less flexible in the way that we are. And so this was a major takeaway because of that realization that, you know, if depending on my life, I don't know your life situation, but I know for mine, as I shared in the show that, you know, I may be looking at that kind of situation going forward. So it's good to know after going from being able to live my life the way that I see fit and not really having to factor in certain things to make things work going forward. If I feel that it's worth it, if we feel that we can make it work, then these are things to plan for and prepare for before even jumping into that next step. Lesson five is inspired by Katrina Roddy, and she's the author of Steal Your Skills from Corporate use your professional talents to become an independent contractor. And she's also the creator of The Corporate Breakup. What I really loved about what Katrina shared is how she talked about different types of mentors and encouraged each of us to be mentors or guides for others. And something interesting has been happening where I've been finding that um, over the last several months, I've had individuals reaching out to me who I met from networking events back from last year, the year before when I was building my naturopathic practice at the time. And so they have clients or they may have, um, or they may have found me from a previous YouTube channel and are looking for some, I guess, guidance or, or some advice about their decision as they explore potentially pr pursuing that career. And it's been really interesting because I didn't really think of myself in that role. Like I just kind of see myself as going through life and learning from others and sharing where I can, um, not feeling like an expert in providing career advice by any means, but at least being able to be an expert in sharing my experience and being transparent, but also honoring that everybody has their life path and everybody is entitled to having balanced information and and have the right to research and ask questions. And so learning about the different types of mentors gave me that 
desire to continue to be a good role model or to be more of a leader, but also to see books and authors as mentors. Because something Katrina shared is it doesn't need to be a person that you're speaking to directly. It doesn't need to even be a person who's alive. If you're if you're learning from words, as, as you know on Teach Me Freedom, one of the key things is learning from authors and things that people have written, things that people have shared. And so this has been a key point of just continuing to look to find people who will support you in your evolution and in, in achieving your dreams, but also helping you to clearly define what those goals and dreams are and help you to realize if they are the right fit for you. Lesson number six is inspired by Bean Treston. He is the creator of the YouTube channel Vientastic, and he also has music that he puts out as part of the Vientastic brand as well. As you may know, he is a really good friend of mine. We've known each other for, oh my gosh, very close to 20 years at this point, and lots of stuff that we talked about really enjoyed, but a key point was that of having supportive friendships throughout your life as you continue to evolve, and this is a big thing because I don't know if you can relate to this, but I have found that as I get older, I find it more difficult to make friends in adulthood. And that could just speak to me being more introverted and sometimes shy, but also just feeling like sometimes I don't know how to sustain a friendship. I mean, I think about when I've specifically gone to networking events to meet people or meetup events to actually meet people. And I'm not really sh and I and a lot of them don't really stick. Some of my closest friends are people who I've met in school. And so um, that was a key point of really continuing to nurture and support those friendships so that they can continue to adapt as you adapt and, and you can be there for each other. And it really even made me value a lot of my friendships even more and realize that we have to set the time aside for each other. And something I've noticed is sometimes it's just natural for people to grow apart and that's just how life goes sometimes but it also had me thinking about some people that I would like to reach out to again sometimes it could get so easy to get caught up in life whether it's work whether it's school whether it's something I can't relate to at this stage of my life but parenthood a lot of my friends have become parents over the last few years and I know a lot of them try hard to stay connected and it can be more challenge more challenging for some than others. Just that idea of adapting to each other's evolution and honoring the friendships that feel genuine um, and really being supportive of each other, that's really encouraged me to continue to learn about how to be a good friend, how to be a good source of support, while also honoring personal boundaries and personal goals and ambition. So finding a balance between the two. Lesson number seven also is inspired by Vian. He talks about ways that he gathers inspiration. So we were talking about different ways to consume information, whether it's by listening to podcasts or by watching videos or by reading books or listening to audiobooks. And that that can inspire you because maybe like you can take pieces of that and use that as inspiration for yourself. And we all have a new, unique way of expressing ourselves and unique ways of connecting with each other. And this reminded me of when I learned about transcendental meditation a few years ago and was regularly practicing meditation. One of the understandings about meditation is that there is a common repository of knowledge, like a, this source of all of the knowledge 
in the world. And so when we practice meditation, we allow ourselves to get to a, a level and a state where we can access that information. But when we're constantly living in this stressful, reactive state of mind, it's not really possible to access that. And we actually just have to try harder to find peace in our life. Just hearing him talk about that reminded me of that aspect of nothing is really new. A lot of things are recycled and it's about finding ways to access information and in ways that make sense for us. Lesson number eight is inspired by the book review of the book, The Millionaire Next Door, The Surprising Secrets of America's Wealthy by the authors Thomas J. Stanley and William D. Danko, both PhDs. That book was very interesting to read because it was filled with statistical data, but they organized it in a way that it was easy to read and they found patterns of information, so it was enjoyable. One of the biggest takeaways was the importance of having financial offense and financial defense. And so financial offense was looking at increasing and strengthening your ability to generate income. And then financial defense was looking at protecting that income. So um, looking at saving and investing a minimum of at least 15% of one's income. And also another big point was shifting a lot of the income that is generated into purchasing investment vehicles that appreciate without income realization. So really delaying when tax would be charged on those gains. These things, these are, these are things that it's, it's all a process. Um, but it, really strengthened my relationship with my financial planner because it made me desire making these changes even more. And that brings us to lesson number nine, which was two question and answer episodes with my financial planner, Trevor Chu, and he is a certified financial planner and also a certified kingdom advisor. And so the key takeaway from our conversation was the importance of having a plan and a team that you can trust. I'm a strong believer in DIY, do it yourself. I don't know if you can relate to this, but I'm the kind of person who, in order to be more likely to achieve things, I need to be accountable to some sort of system, whether it is a person or a team of people or a curriculum, just things to ensure, because for some reason it's hard for me to do things by myself. Some people are like self-accountable, so they decide I have a goal that I want to achieve, they don't really need to tell anybody about it. They just go ahead and do their thing. Other people, for example, like me, I need to share what I'm working on, but also I'm more likely to achieve it if I'm accountable to others. And I wish I could be more accountable to myself and just have that be enough, but we have to honor who we are and what works for us and <laughs> do what works. And another thing is that like, we cannot be the expert in everything. Our lives have so many different aspects to them. And although I've personally read a lot of finance books, personal finance books, and was even at one point starting to develop a career as a financial advisor, I realized that that's not the path for me. And I can't do everything myself. Like I still need a team. I, need, I still need to work with somebody who is an expert and is constantly, constantly keeping up to date on what may be changing in the industry, but also has a similar value system as me and who I believe has the best interests at heart for me, but also is practicing what they, they are preaching and is achieving positive 
results in their life as well. And this also connects to bring it back to Dave Ruel for a moment. One of the things that he talks about in his book is an acronym that is DOA and that stands for delegating, outsourcing, and automation. And this is also something that came to mind of when I was working in a role where I noticed that one of the reasons why um, it was difficult for the person that I was working with to achieve higher levels of success that I could easily see them achieving is that they were having a difficult time letting go of certain things and, and delegating it. Um, and you know, I can understand. I can be a control freak sometimes and I probably limit myself in that way. And I'm curious if, if you're, if you're the same or, you know, one of my friends, she's actually team automation delegation and she knows the importance of passing things off to free herself up to work in her zones of genius. We each have our comfort levels of which we can make those changes. And so just realizing that to achieve certain goals, I'm just going to have to trust and I'm going to have to do my part. Um, but that was a big lesson as well. And it's just a teaser for the next season that we're going into is it ties into this idea of indispensability, this idea that to feel secure, we have to do whatever we can to make it seem that we're indispensable. So in relationships, it could be like doing everything that you can for a person, um, helping them as much as you can, trying to rescue them, having a savior complex so that so that they feel like they can never abandon you. When it comes to the work environment, hoarding knowledge and not being willing to share information willingly and trying to be the person who looks like they know everything and trying to make other people look like they don't know as much, but preventing them from being able to learn more because it makes people feel like they have the upper hand. So this idea of indispensability being connected to security um, and just this fear of being overtaken or having somebody take that knowledge and running with it and climbing higher than the person who is trying to make themselves indispensable. So that's kind of a tangent from what the whole point was of this lesson, but it's just something that, uh, some thoughts that came out of that lesson. Lesson number 10 is inspired by Dr. Enoch Amalolu. He is a veterinarian and he's also the author of the book, How to Buy a Home in Canada, a simplified guide for the first time home buyer and also the creator of the very informational website, Savvy New Canadians. This lesson talked about the connection between home ownership and identity and talking to him, especially towards the end of our conversation, really, I really started wondering about, and I go back and forth, I don't know if you can relate, but about whether to save towards home ownership or to look into renting. And there's another book we'd like to talk about and probably be either a bonus episode or in a future season, but it's looking at renting and, and it argues as well for the benefits of renting over home ownership. And Dr. Enoch also spoke about this to an extent because we need to factor in the market. We need to factor in our personal financial situation. And so it was a very big encourager to really think about why is home ownership important to one person. It's so hard too when there's so many people saying that, well, if you're renting, you're just throwing your money away. If that's the major idea that you're hearing, then it can feel kind of silly to, to think otherwise. But main opinion isn't always the right opinion. We've seen that when it comes to life. Sometimes there have been laws that have not favored certain groups of people and certain practices which have not favored groups of people. And it took other people standing up and saying, there's a problem with this. This is fundamentally wrong that 
that led to people actually realizing he means to change things and that could be perceived with home ownership as well. We have this propaganda supporting home ownership and these things that we take to be truth, but I don't think there's a balanced perspective about home ownership. And I know for myself personally that I was tying my identity in terms of feeling unsuccessful, feeling like I'm behind in life, and also really pushing myself a little bit too hard against my current situation and there's nothing wrong with working hard to achieve certain goals, but just realizing that sometimes you're in a position where you cannot make things happen as fast as you'd like to and being okay with that because otherwise the journey feels more burdensome and it takes away from the enjoyment. And honestly, every day is a blessing. And I feel like when we're striving too hard for certain things and not appreciating and being grateful for what we do have and just being realistic about the situation, it can really take away from noticing the blessings that we already have. Our final lesson is also encouraged by Dr. Enoch and that was looking at multiple streams of income. So he touched upon the importance of having side hustles, whether your goal for your side hustle will be to support certain ventures or to cumulatively support uh, some of your major financial uh, responsibilities. But it was just that reminder of not just re overly relying on one stream of income, whether it be a full-time job and the importance of other topics of finance that he's talked about, for example, when it comes to investing, when it comes to saving. So really opened up my eyes there and, and reminded me of the importance of looking into multiple streams of income and not letting being tired from a full-time job being be an excuse to not consider other factors of diversifying my ability to generate income. So before going into briefly talking about where our podcast is going to go, I'd like for you to take a moment to just think about what episodes you had a chance to listen to and what were your top three takeaways from those episodes. Please feel free to reach out to me with your thoughts on these things and if there's episodes that you heard about in this episode and you want to revisit it, I encourage you to go back and do that. You can go check them out at teachmefreedom.ca. I'd also love to hear from you about what are going to be your next action steps because yes, step one is getting an awareness of information but really the magic comes from putting those actions into your life. Uh, for example, it's nice to purchase a book, but then if you don't read it, how are you going to get the knowledge that's, that's contained within it? You bought the book because of the captivating title, the beautiful artwork on the image, but you need to take away the key points that the author is trying to share with you in the book itself. So what are the actions that you're going to take from listening to these episodes? Now, in terms of future seasons, some of the things we're going to be exploring are going to be looking at identity and also what makes for an important life. We're also going to venture back into finances at some point. We're going to look at the, fi the FIRE movement, which stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. We're also going to look at minimalism, also looking at investing. Another direction we're going to go in is looking at marriage and parenthood. We're also going to be looking at what makes for a fulfilling career along with leadership and emotional resiliency and spending some time on discussing mental health. So I want to thank you again for spending time coming to listen to the episodes. I thank you for that. I continue to encourage you to honor your time and your energy 
and tune in for the trailer and introductory episode to season two coming soon. Bye, Freedom Finders. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Teach Me Freedom podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and found it beneficial. Feel free to reach out to us at teachmefreedom2020 at gmail.com. And if you haven't done so yet, subscribe to the show on your favorite platform for streaming content. Feel free to comment and leave a four or five star review if you feel so inclined. Connect with you next time.